This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by Bosbole.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, good morning. I'm Roshan Kurnison and welcome to Open for Business, the show that deep dives into the journeys and ventures of entrepreneurs and business leaders. Now, lithium-ion makes the world go round from the laptops we work on and the smartphones in our hands to the now accelerating world of electric vehicles. Lithium-ion batteries are key. But as many of us experience with our phones after two to three years, the lifespan of these batteries are a key bottleneck here. So is there a better, more long-lasting battery tech out there? Well, the answer might lie with a Singapore-based startup. Founded in 2018, VFlow Tech is a Singapore-based startup working on the development of vanadium flow battery technology, with the key selling point seemingly being its 25-year expected lifespan, much better than the typical lifespans we experience with lithium-ion batteries. Earlier this year, VFlow Tech raised $10 million US million in an oversubscribed Series A funding round, a testament to the ambitiousness of this project and the potential here. Today, we speak with Dr. Abhishek Kumar, CEO and co-founder of Singapore-based VFlow Tech, for the story behind this promising battery tech, whether it can compete with lithium-ion batteries given their current state in the market and the commercialization plan ahead. Dr. Abhishek, uh, thank you for joining me on the line here. Can you hear me loud and clear? Uh, yes, Roshan. Uh, it's quite loud and clear. Thank you. Um, so maybe we can start with a little bit of an introduction here, starting with why vanadium and how it differs from the current very popular lithium-ion battery. Uh, thank you, Roshan. I mean, uh, why vanadium uh, is a tricky question. Uh, first of all, let me give you a bit of a background where we are moving. Uh, so world has been moving from oil to a renewable energy uh, domain. Uh, solar and wind are predominantly the most dominant renewable energy form of energy. And their costs have got down cheaper than coal, which means that uh, they are now cheaper and can power us 24-7. Now, the problem is uh, that we need... Uh, the sun is not there all the time and neither is the wind. So you need to charge your batteries when there is sun, which is 8 to 10 hours in the daytime, and then discharge from 10 to 12 hours. If you have a technology that can do that, then you can probably go net zero without any issue in a, in a very cost-efficient way. Now, for that, there are not much technology available that can do it in a very cost-effective way. Lithium-ion technology is a phenomenal technology, as you mentioned. It drives our world. It's it's the it's a technology that forms the core for mobile applications. Uh, it's also driving up, uh, us in EVs. But again, it do get hot when we discharge for one to two hours. So there is a limit. And also, if you have to replace the batteries every three years, it's not very cost efficient. We are now talking about powering our nation with renewables. For that, we need batteries that has 25 years of lifetime. Their performance can remain stable for 25 years and no fire risk. So these are the key features that are pre predominantly natural with uh, vanadium redox flow technology. So this technology makes uh, a good choice or an alternative to lithium-ion technology for powering the world net zero. How did how did you you and your co-founder come about this? Right, what was the process in terms of the the discovery, then the ideation, and the 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 R and D process here? Uh, yes, that's an interesting question. So. My background, I did my PhD in solar and uh, I did my PhD in solar because the cost of solar was quite high and I wanted to bring down that cost. Uh, so his PhD was on thin film with this silicon 
And then I went to work for a leading uh, solar manufacturer, which makes uh, from uh, sand to silicon to all the way panel uh, in Singapore. And this journey has led me contribute towards bringing down the cost of solar to about 17 cents per watt peak, which is which makes uh, solar energy as about three to five cents per kilowatt hour per unit. Now, solar became uh, cheap, and I, I was uh, knowing that there's a market requires long-duration energy storage. So I was looking for a solution that can enable renewable. If solar is so cheap, it's also unsustainable because you can't control it. So that means that you will need more coal power to power it. So the answer to have a sustainable renewable energy is batteries. Uh, so no energy transition can happen without this switch. So I was looking for this uh, uh, technology uh, which can uh, deliver that. And uh, again, vanadium transport technology is 20-year-old technology. But there were issues in efficiency. There were issues in operations. And I met Dr. Arjun, who uh, came from fuel cell background. He was doing his uh, master's in fuel cell in Germany. And he came to do a PhD on flow batteries to remove these defects, which was not making it commercially viable. And he has completed his PhD. He has made a prototype. I understanding the market and I saw the product. And we uh, set up VFlowtech in 2018 as a spin-off from Nanyang Technological University to develop long-duration energy storage solution for a net-zero world. So battery technology has the ability to produce energy is one, the ability to store it is another, particularly electrical energy, as you've just uh, talked about there. So the getting better battery technology is in a lot of ways like an arms race as well. Um, why, I guess you, you mentioned earlier that this is a 20-year-old technology and now only we figured out a way how to get past some of the efficiency issues there. Uh, how did your co-founders discover this and why hasn't someone else done it? It requires uh, uh, effort and, and, and dedication. So the story goes back uh, that uh, National Research Foundation and NTU, uh, as at NTU, there are scientists that are working on different technologies, and these were the problem identified by a group of uh, uh, NTU, and it was the Indian Energy Research Institute identified it. They collaborated with a, a German company who was working in this field, and uh, there is a company called SGL Carbon, which uh, makes electrode for this uh, uh, batteries. So they and NTU, they collaborated to work on this research problem. And the German company, SGL Carbon, knew Dr. Arjun uh, doing his groundbreaking work on, on fuel cell. They invited Dr. Arjun to join this group and to solve that problem. So the problem was in the industry. And we worked with an industrial partner who had this uh, problem for battery and they tried to resolve it. So a research group, a problem statement was set up. And then there was a 10 years of research to solve this problem. So very clearly, this is not a uh, solution that came about overnight. It took years and years of work on this. Uh, and you mentioned Dr. Arjun did his PhD. Was this with uh, Nanyang University in Singapore? Nanyang Technological University in Singapore, that's right. All right. So am I, uh, would I be correct in assuming that they are a stakeholder in this as well? Talk to us a little bit about that relationship. Uh, yes, so university, so we are a spinoff from a cleantech lab, which is uh, Indian Energy Research Institute uh, in Singapore. Uh, and NTU is a shareholder because the early IP that was developed, uh, uh, we de we built IP on that. So Nanyang Technical University is a shareholder in our company as well. And we have a long-term uh, research collaboration uh, with the university to keep upgrading the technology. Now, aside from the... Yes, you mentioned that the stakeholders. So as you know, uh, it was early stage and the technology needs capital. Uh, particularly if you're, uh, if you're a deep tech, you need uh, capital to build technology. You need capital to iterate. I mean, there is no set process. So we were fortunate enough to get uh, supported from uh, several renowned angels. They are our shareholders. 
And then uh, it's uh, Seeds Capital, it's Enterprise uh, Singapore uh, arm to support early stage company. And the Wavemaker is a deep take impact uh, investor in Singapore. They joined as the Seed Capital round. And then we are able to build few batteries which we have deployed for uh, different use cases, ranging from uh, decarbonizing a telecom tower to ranging a smart EV microgrid to powering an island. And uh, doing so, we raised uh, $10 million. Uh, again, it's not a lot of money if you are creating an uh, uh, energy storage solution. Uh, it's, it helped us to uh, uh, strengthen the R&D team. We built our team to about uh, 50 people team from uh, seven. Uh, and that there is a dedicated team looking into a cost reduction for the batteries. There's a dedicated team looking into improving the chemistry further. Dedicated team looking into improvement of power converters. So we have a mix of PhD and, and, and uh, budding engineers and then uh, some workers to assemble the batteries. So as you mentioned there, you raised 10 million US dollars and you've got some uh, some angel investors and some very key shareholders, including, as you mentioned, Seeds Capital and Wavemaker Partners. And I'm sure they have their own expectations in terms of the longer term, in terms of the profitability of this business and the commercialization of it, which we will get into in a few minutes. Uh, Dr. Avishek, we've got to go into a few messages. We'll be back in just a bit. Folks, I've been speaking with Dr. Abhishek, CEO and co-founder of VFlow Tech, a Singapore-based energy storage startup that's tapping into vanadium flow battery technology. I'm Roshan Kanesan. You're listening to Open for Business. We'll be back in just a bit. So keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Before Friday materializes, BFM 89.9. Open for Business is powered by BossBolle.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Kanesan and this morning I've been speaking with Dr. Abhishek Kumar, CEO and co-founder of VFlow Tech, a Singapore-based startup that's tapping into vanadium flow battery technology to provide us longer-lasting batteries in order to tap into the renewable energy space. Dr. Abhishek, um, earlier we talked a little bit, we could try to get a sense for why vanadium, uh, how this technology was developed and a key partner here, of course, was your your co-founder, Dr. Arjun, but also the uh, Nanyang Technology uh, University over in Singapore. Um, so this is a piece of IP that's been developed uh, through a PhD program, part of the university, and now it's in its commercialization uh, journey. Um, one of these, one of the real-world solutions that has been built out, uh, I think you mentioned this a little earlier, was that on uh, Pulau Ubin, the company has deployed a, its one megawatt hour long-duration energy storage system there. Uh, helping eliminate the use of diesel generators on the island. Talk to us a little bit about this uh, real-world uh, solution here. And um, what else uh, are we seeing you work on, uh, the other real-world solutions you're working on? Uh, thank you, Roshan. Uh, Again, uh, our uh, aim is to decarbonize the world, and the low-hanging fruits are where people are burning diesel. In today's world, when the renewable energy is cheap and the batteries are stable, it does not make sense uh, to power yourself with diesel. Uh, we should all go diesel-free. That's our, our, our goal. Uh, Pulaupin is a good example which we are trying to address uh, because uh, it's an off-grid island. People have been burning diesel. And uh, the problem statement was 50 kilowatt load, about running 24 hours. So solar and battery can do it. And we are slowly and slowly demonstrating it. Uh, again, uh, the batteries can enable uh, a net zero uh, solution. And towards that, uh, if you... Uh, uh, follow news, you will see that Singapore uh, is very committed 
to uh, go net zero by 2050. And on on that, uh, the key goal is to decarbonize the grid. And uh, towards that, Singapore has signed a, a four gigawatt of uh, power import uh, agreement in principle. The roughly two gigawatt of conditional approval has been given to uh, Indonesia. We are discussing with Malaysia. Uh, there is a power import from uh, Vietnam and Thailand. So we are exploring uh, importing power. And these power are renewable, uh, which means that if you are importing two gigawatt of pure solar power, two gigawatt, 24 hours, 48 gigawatt of clean power, now that is entirely possible by putting about 12 gigawatt of solar. But in the daytime, we only need about 10 to 12 gigawatt hour that can directly come from solar. Remaining 30 uh, gigawatt hour need to be stored in the batteries. So our aim is to develop an economical solution that can support power import uh, the company uh, in the power import to Singapore and uh, uh, be a part of net zero solution. In that way, we have uh, not only scaled batteries, we have made the technology viable, and we have uh, played a role uh, enabling a net zero solution. Now, although vanadium bat- uh, flow batteries offer a number of benefits, which you've already uh, elaborated earlier, um, beyond the long lifespan. Uh, the other things include low maintenance requirements and uh, it helps to minimize energy loss. Uh, the potential challenge here is, I guess, in scaling this up and entering the mainstream because right now lithium-ion is mainstream and is, has a little bit of a stranglehold on the market right now, um, especially given the current, the head start that it's had and the early proliferation of EVs. Um, how are you going to address this concern and uh, and acquire market share? See, market share acquiring is not a problem because there is a demand. The issue is that uh, can VFlowTech uh, make the technology commercially viable? Mm. Uh, and it's a factor of scale. Uh, can the technology be scaled itself to deliver gigawatt hour? Is there enough uh, raw material to address that problem? And for that, uh, at VFlowTech, we are working on uh, each on one. So we are working on automated solution that is uh, working to so that VFlow battery can be scaled uh, uh, easily uh, from a few hundred megawatt to gigawatt hour. At the same time, we are working on uh, acquiring vanadium, which is through mines and through uh, refining of pit coke. So there is an excess of vanadium. And uh, we are uh, in plan to deploy more batteries to prove that the technology is stable. So that's a step-by-step process. If you're able to do it, and then there is a gigawatt hour demand, we can create supply chain, and that will enable a cost reduction uh, roadmap that we have. So that will make technology stable, commercially viable, uh, and uh, bankable. So the key concern or the key challenge for you, uh, in your, uh, as, as you put it, is making this commercially viable. And that's going to come with scale, with sourcing of the materials. Um, can you give us some insights into the current manufacturing process, uh, especially regarding the sourcing of said vanadium and, um, and how this all comes together? So there are there are flight suppliers across the world. We are currently uh, getting vanadium from uh, our suppliers in uh, South Africa, in uh, China, in uh, Australia. Uh, but uh, we plan to add more values. We plan to add uh, just a V205 from mines and, and, and the refineries and then uh, create uh, our own supply chain on that. Uh, rest is assembled. So we are uh, getting uh, electrodes, which is made up of carbon. Uh, and uh, membrane, and we assemble a stack, and then the batteries are currently assembled in Singapore. Uh, it's a semi-manual process. We are now going to a automatic process uh, that will uh, enable a faster battery output per day. Uh, we have uh, uh, set up a, a follow-up 100 megawatt integration plant in India. It's an integration, so we we get materials, we integrate the battery, and we ship it out. 
And with that in mind, uh, you already built prototypes. You've got some real-world solutions in place right now. Um, where are you in your commercialization and monetization journey now? At what stage is VFlowTech? So uh, the, we, the approach we took was uh, fixing the plane while flying it. So <laughs> we, are, we have made a made a battery. We have deployed at our customer end. The learning curve has been quite high. We have, uh, uh, I'll say it's uh, all commercial pilots. So their people have paid and we are ensuring the battery runs 24-7. Uh, we have now developed a stable uh, uh, product, which is 50 to 50 kilowatt hour. It's a, it's a Lego block modeler. You can scale it up to a level that you want. For 50 to 50, uh, there is a production capacity in Singapore, about 5-10 megawatt hour. Uh, so which means about uh, uh, 30 such pieces we can make uh, in a in a uh, year. In, in uh, India, we have taken a facility that can produce one battery a day, which is 150 to 50 in a day, a total capacity ranges to 100 megawatt hour. But that's where we are. Uh, we uh, deployed about 4 to 5 megawatt hour this year. That, that gives us a revenue of about about $4 million. Our target is to deploy about 20 megawatt hour. So our Indian factory is, is ramped up to about 30% of their capacity. Uh, and that will give us a revenue of about $15 million. Going forward uh, uh, towards 100 megawatt hour target in 2025. Uh, that's our, uh, our production uh, deployment stage. Uh, on the ramp up, uh, once the factory integration is ramped up, that's an uh, end product of integration. We are now working on uh, setting up a vanadium recycling plant and a membrane plant and automating the stack. So that gives us a process to scale to Gigafactory. Our plan is to set up a first Gigafactory in 2027, and that will be able to deploy one gigawatt hour battery a year uh, in 26. Uh, that's where the demand for long duration energy will start to pick up. So we will have, by then, delivered our batteries up to 100 megawatt hour in different parts of the world. Three to five years of battery performance would be there, uh, operational, and a Gigafactory ready for the world. And what are going to be the primary drivers in order for you to reach those goals that you set out? Uh, capital is one of the goals <laughs> that you always uh, need. Uh, talent, you uh, need a lot of talent in power electronics, in a battery development and, and chemistry. We are working with the university to develop that, that talent. And finally, uh, there is a government will as well, uh, because if you know... Uh, each of the development that we're talking about is the new development. Be it be uh, developing vanadium, be it be developing membrane technology. So there's need to be a government incentive for the R and D on a continuous process. And uh, we are promoting other supply chain uh, supplier. We can't do the also uh, our local supply chain building will enable this. It's, it, it takes a country to build the technology, and a good example is China. So we'll need all the support from government. We'll need capital to grow. Uh, and uh, we will need uh, manpower. And for that, we are, we are working uh, step by step. Uh, Dr. Abhishek, we've got to go into a few messages. We'll be back in just a bit. Folks, I've been speaking with Dr. Abhishek, CEO and co-founder of VFlow Tech, a Singapore-based energy storage startup that's tapping into vanadium flow battery technology. I'm Roshan Kainasin. You're listening to Open for Business. We'll be back in just a bit. So keep it here at BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Burden-free Malaysia. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. 
BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Kanison, and this morning I've been speaking with Dr. Avishek Kumar, CEO and co-founder of VFlow Tech, a Singapore-based startup that's tapping into vanadium flow battery technology to provide us longer-lasting batteries in order to tap into the renewable energy space. Dr. Avishek, um, if I got that correct earlier, you've got you're expecting four million dollars in revenue this year. The goal is fifteen million dollars in twenty twenty-five. Yes. And um, in terms of uh, your cap table, some notable names that you mentioned earlier, Seeds Capital, Wavemaker Partners as well, but there's also Japan-based venture capital firm Realtek Holdings. This was all part of the Series A fund among the angel investors that reinvested as well. So yeah. Realtek Holding is a, is a Japan-based uh, deep tech developer. Mm. Uh, then we have uh, NC Holding from Turkey is a corporate strategy partner. We have Papas, uh, who are a US-based fund, have an Asia uh, innovation fund in Asia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we have uh, Seeds Capital joining and Wavemaker joining. Singfuel is an oil trading company. They are also our, our partner. And, 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 and we have a further partnership uh, to build, own, operate microgrids in Africa with them as well. Um, Dr. Avishir, what are the expectations, I guess, from them, from the investors and the, and the men? What, what, in your conversations with them, what are their long-term expectations from VFlowTech? So we are fortunate to have a, a patient uh, investor. They understand it's a deep debt. Uh, we have a, set out a roadmap to profitability, but uh, profitability happens uh, for a hardware company when there's a certain scale. Mm. And we think that about say 600 to 700 megawatt hour, we will hit profitability at that 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 point of view. Uh, beyond that, uh, our, invest, our investors are mostly impact investors. And uh, so they are looking for the impact that VFLOTEC is creating uh, with uh, some financial return. Um, so six to you expecting right now that you'll uh, hit profitability with scale. You need about six to seven hundred megawatts in terms of production. Um, where are you right now again? We are uh, reaching about hundred megawatt hour next year. So we will cautious on roadmap. Uh, we have to scale about five times to be able to because uh, your uh, sales general admin cost reduces drastically mm. as the capacity increase. Manpower remains the same, so it will come down. Uh, and your expectations in terms of timeline to hitting the six to seven hundred now that you're already at hundred megawatts? Three years. Mm. And this is in line with that twenty twenty five goal of hitting fifteen million dollars as well, r- roughly in line. Yeah, yeah. So our revenue will be uh, I mean, um, on a very pessimistic numbers, we should be able to reach a revenue of about four hundred to five hundred million dollars by twenty twenty six. and uh, uh Dr. Vijay, as we I guess as we come to a close in this conversation. Uh, let's take a look at the longer term vision because I think one of the stated visions that you have is to drive the world towards energy equity where everyone can access clean energy at affordable pricing. Talk to us about how, uh, what the road to that is going to look like going forward. Yeah, so as you, as I mentioned uh, that today, the cost of solar is about three cents. Uh, coal is about five cents. So solar is already very cheap. If you can make a battery that is also cost about three cents to store energy, then you're talking about six cents US for clean power, highly affordable, uh, highly distributed. You don't need a power plant. And if you are able to achieve that, uh, then you bring the world towards energy equity. Uh, and we are uh, very much uh, aligned to our vision. As a company goal, uh, uh, again, as you know, that if we have to live a renewable powered world, we need a switch. And that switch is a battery. VFlowTech uh, aim is to become uh, Asia leading uh, energy storage solution provider. Uh, so if you have a renewable, you think of VFlowTech as a solution provider for energy storage. You don't need to be a man. And with a vanadium as a as a base technology, 
but we are our, our innovation on the IPs. We can combine technology to give you the most effective co solution for your needs. So that's our our aim. Uh, we have uh, uh, taken dedicated steps towards it. So at WeFlowTech, we are developing key technologies on vanadium recycling and being a manufacturer, creating supply chain, creating jobs uh, based technology. We have a joint venture with. Uh, Banpu Innovation Venture to build a hybrid battery. So our innovation in power electronics allows us to combine different technologies. That's called Lithium Vanadium Energy Venture. And uh, so we combine technologies to give you effective solution. And we have formed a joint venture with uh, Singfuel to build own operate microgrids in Africa and enable community with clean power. So where we are at 2023 and December, uh, our plan is to first, uh, I mean, you can't, uh, be a switch if you don't develop technology uh, and technology in-house. So being in Asia, being uh, uh, in Singapore, Malaysia, Southeast Asia, we want to develop this technology here. Uh, so we are focusing on developing a technology. We want to scale the technology. So our next one year is the scaling and making it commercially viable, bring down the cost of energy storage solution to less than about $250 per kilowatt hour. Uh, at that point of time, with 25 hours of lifetime, it is cheaper. Uh, develop uh, uh, markets uh, in... Uh, South Africa, where uh, there are 1.1 billion people who have no access to electricity. Having this in a cost-effective way that can be financed by uh, different companies, you have created that impact there. And uh, empower the use of renewable energy from, from where it is to 5x in next 10 years. If we are able to do it, we are a very successful company and our aim is to go and publicly list and then grow. Uh, you took uh, one of my questions right out of my mouth there, uh, Dr. Avish. I was going to ask you, what do you think the most likely kind of exit for this company is? And it seems like the aim is to IPO in the longer run. Is that right? Yeah, so we are building a tech that enables uh, a net zero transition and the world requires it. So we, if we could, we could build a, a deep tech company out of Singapore, uh, supporting the energy transition story of South Asia, India, Australia. And if you are doing that, uh, there is a lot of value that can be created beyond uh, in the longer run. So we plan to uh, publicly list uh, most likely scenario 27-28 when uh, we have a gigafactory, we have a few billion dollars of pipeline. It's a natural uh, way. Uh, having said this, we have a lot of corporate partners that we are working with. And these corporate partners has, uh, these are these are multi-billion dollar corporate partners. So if there is a intent of collaboration to leave the same journey, uh, I would be open in that direction as well. Um on the note of corporate partners, Dr. Avishek, uh, are these corporate partners who could be potential customers or are we talking about different kinds of strategic partners here? Uh, so, I mean, we have uh, a large corporate partners. Name it, I mean, most corporate partners need energy transition solution. So we are, uh, uh, so we fit their needs. Uh, if you look into many oil and gas companies, they are looking for decarbonization uh, journey and they need technological partner to enable some of the solutions. So we have to take it a very natural fit for, for them. At the same time, uh, there are suppliers of membrane, uh, refineries can supply vanadium. So it's a, a natural fit that we are looking into it. Um, so the oil and gas sector is, is, is an area that could um, that would likely want to partner here. Uh, could you give us a sense for the demographics in terms of who you see the target market being for this? You know, are we are we talking about the big? Uh, Players who need who need to focus on decarbonization, so ONG, automobiles, that sort of thing. Uh, right now, everyone, I know, uh, refineries, uh, uh, refineries. Uh, I mean, you were talking about net zero, so uh, we need to meet the one point five degrees Celsius. So everybody has to talk about it. Mm. But the biggest impact are uh, refineries, uh, tank storage companies, uh, 
petrochemical companies, uh, gas stations, shipping industries, and uh, IPP player as well. I mean, grid operators. Any any conversations happening with electric vehicle makers? Uh, actually, yes, uh, we have been uh, talking to a few uh, uh, regarding uh, creating infrastructure for EV charger. Um, so, Dr. Abhishek, um, last question before uh, we we come to a close in this conversation. Um, a few times you've noted here that, you know, this is deep tech, it requires a long-term view, you have long-term plans, and you have investors who are uh, understand this and are patient. But you've been in this business for, I think you founded a company uh, back in 2018, and the funding environment has changed um, dramatically, let's put it that way, since uh, over the last few years. Um, has this changed, I guess, the, 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 the temperament of the investing, of the cap table in terms of maybe they need to see an accelerated path to profitability? Uh, so, I mean, for our journey, so I'm quite resilient on on, on the fundraise environment. I mean, it doesn't impact us. It took me three years to raise the first fund. Mm. So when it was good also, I mean, the uh, VC that we had here, they, uh, I mean, there are not much VCs who invest in deep tech uh, out of uh, South Asia and, and hardware deep tech uh, because it takes time. So, the select few groups were very limited and I had uh, been resilient enough to understand uh, their needs. So I, I don't see that uh, there is a, a past need of profitability. I mean, you are, so you're solving a, a complex problem of, of net zero. Comp. There is not much business cases. The market is not mature. So it will take time. So VC do understand it. Uh, but, uh, and there is a good thing also. Uh, so there is a downturn that we I am seeing, but not in clean tech space. Uh, so there is need for different people to invest in clean tech. So there is uh, interest picking up on that particular uh, stage. And, and and fortunately, right now, we don't see uh, that issue. Uh, that the issue I had uh, five years ago, uh, I mean, it, it, it technically took me about three years before I could sell a product. Uh, we got the first uh, uh, investment, VC round investment. Uh, now, uh, I have a lot of inbound interest right now at this point of time. So keeping the finger crossed, uh, and I, I believe that this, this uh, Interest should remain till the next three years before we go public. We are currently on verge of closing another US dollar twenty million dollars, and we are seeing uh, quite a bit of uh, inbound interest on that. Um, that's great to hear, and I wish you all the best with that. I'm sure a future conversation uh, will need to take place, let's say in a year or so. Uh, in the meantime, Dr. Avishik, good luck and uh, wishing you all the best. Thank you. Folks, I've been speaking with Dr. Avishek Kumar, CEO and co-founder of VFlow Tech, a Singapore-based energy storage startup that's tapping into vanadium flow battery technology to hopefully power the world going forward and help decarbonize it. I'm Roshan Kainison. You're listening to Open for Business. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Are you open for business? Register your company with BossBalay.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.